With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tuesday, September the 1st, 2020, and welcome to episode number 880, 20 episodes away from the big big 900 of the Mothership broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network. <laughs> this is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I am Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you as we sit, get to talk about our favorite subject, subject of all time. That being, of course, as always, professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be once again handling your wrestling news and views here tonight, here courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Filling in tonight for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. Uh, GTS, of course, is still on sabbatical. He should be, he'll be back with us here very, very soon. Uh, the Iceman, of course, is, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, he will be on here with us here in about... Uh, 30 minutes, I believe we heard. Uh, he is, of course, taking he is, of course, a couple of quick errands, and he'll be back with us in here, of course, to, of course, talk, help us talk shop here tonight on what we have, of course, to bring you. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be, of course, first, I will go ahead and let you know that our wrestling history and birthdays here tonight is brought to us through our talk shoe chat box by the one and the only, the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, is a 2016 and 2020 WWS Hall of Famer and also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, here joining us here on the, on the line here, uh, he is a member of John Gross's Sport, Sports and, and Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is also, of course, <coughs> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, he holds a magnitude, of course, of, of championship belts here in WCW, in, in WCWS, uh, 
of course, including one he just recently won here through our prediction title challenge for this past Sunday's payback, and I'll tell you what that is momentarily. He also, of course, holds two belts in, in of course, John's group, GWI. He is one half of their tag team champions alongside the human surplus machine, John Gross, and also the current GWI Universal Champion. Ooh, okay. This indeed, ladies and gentlemen, hailing from the great state of Georgia, of course, the Kenya Club's Mipital is here with us. And also, ladies and gentlemen, now also joining us at 2017 and 2020 WWS Hall of Famer, also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles, also a longtime contributor to WWS Raw Radio. <clears throat> and of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you think of his other nickname here, you got to think about that classic 66-time Happy Days, where, of course, we always think of the character, of course, that always came in styling and of course of course like a little bit long before rick flair ever made it popular he was styling and profiling with the black black slip black hair the leather jacket the white t-shirt and of course also the man who did a little something i do believe just like this he went hey yes ladies and gentlemen it is of course it is of course fonzie here with us back with us here as well and so before we get underway with tonight's itinerary, I do welcome John, I do welcome Fonzie, and I do welcome Mitt to what should be an explosive ending of, of big-time wrestling talk here, and of course, among a lot of other things here, on episode 880 of Revolution. Gentlemen, welcome, of course, to tonight's show. Yep. We got a, we got a nice match, an Iron Man match, on a Super Tuesday and NXT. Yeah. And we're going to get some more details about that in just a few moments. And the heartbreak kid Fonzie is going to be bringing that, to, bringing us some updates here for us. And we do thank him, of course, in advance for doing that here with us for us here tonight. If you care to chime in on anything and everything else that we plan on talking about here this evening, ladies and gentlemen, please feel free to give us a call. Phone number, as always, is 1 605 Pound the magic six numbers. And press that one if we want to chime in on anything and everything that you wish to talk about. We would, that, of course, we're going to talk about here tonight, which will, it does, well, which will include, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, Fonzie will keep us up to date here with, of course, the uh, uh, NXT uh, Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match as far as the Super Tuesday special NXT they're doing here tonight. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about what happened last night on Monday Night Raw, of course, the aftermath of payback. And speaking of payback, ladies and gentlemen, we're also going to be talking about the matches having to do with Monday Night Raw from this past Sunday's payback pay-per-view event. Um, and of course, also with Tom Lottis, we'll have a lot of other things here, of course, to bring to your attention here as well. It is 9.40 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, on Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. We're, of course, the handbag is already three months away before the end of the year, and that's, that's unbelievable. Now let's go ahead and go to, of course, 411mania.com, ladies and gentlemen, for tonight's wrestling news and juicer segment. And we do, speaking of which, do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS radio network, for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, which will, of course, will in, which will include, in addition to Revolution, of course, uh, uh, Wolfpack, of course, also Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, and of course, WWS This Morning, among other shows. Uh, and also, and also, and of course, the WWS Belgium meter, ladies and gentlemen, is just ranked a real huge 10. Thank God there's a heartbreak here. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, and we, are, of course, are having a new Fonzie, you know, we're all, have, we're all doing say that and all good fun out there. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, okay. 
Okay, yes, but hey, but you're doing a okay, Fonzie. You're okay yeah. in our book, absolutely. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, our first story tonight comes to us from Jeremy Thomas here. Uh, um, let's see here, coming up here. Uh, uh, apparently, there's going to be an. Hey, I didn't know there's going to be another Super Tuesday next week, and it looks like we're this time around. They have they are saying now there's going to be a steel cage match set for next week's event. Let's go ahead and read the, uh, a little the bit woman, about the woman, the woman match. Right, WWE has yeah. set a steel cage match for next week's Tuesday broadcast of NXT. On tonight's episode, Rhea Ripley challenged Mercedes Martinez to a match inside the cage, and Martinez accepted with the match being made official for Tuesday. Next week will be the second of two Tuesday night broadcasts of the show due to the NHL playoffs. Ripley has been feuding with the Robert Stone brand, which includes Martinez in recent weeks, after she declined his offer to join them. Uh, of course, this is, some, this is uh, tweeted from WWE on, at 8.37 p.m. tonight. And, of course, this is Rhea Ripley saying, I want to do this in a steel cage match. At Rhea Ripley underscore WWE just sent a message loud and clear to at Real M Martinez, hashtag WWE NXT, hashtag NXT Super Tuesday. And of course, obviously, um, uh, Mercedes Martinez has responded. This was, at, this was at shortly before we came on the air here tonight. Uh, and she simply says, next Tuesday, it's on. At Real M. Martinez has accepted at Rhea Ripley underscore WWE's challenge for battle to a cage match next week on hashtag NXT, WWE NXT, hashtag NXT Super Tuesday. You realize that's how big of a mouthful that is to say those hashtags? Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but you know what? But, but I guess you got to stay as modern as you can. But but I'm sure like these guys out here, we all, we all like being old school. So there you go. Uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, we actually got a, um, a couple of stories here pertaining to impact wrestling here. Let's go ahead and bring those here to you. Jeremy Thomas here apparently, uh, posted, has got the official lineup right here, uh, for next week's edition of impact wrestling. Impact has two matches in a segment set for next week's episode of impact wrestling. It was announced, of course, on tonight's episode that the only matches in this moment will take place Matt, the Motor City Machine Guns will take on the Rascals. Hmm. <laughs> Chris Bay will take on will, will take on TJP, and apparently a segment called Locker Room Talk will uh, will feature Kylie Ray and Susie. Impact Wrestling, of course, airs on Access TV and Twitch uh, next Tuesday. So there, there there you have it right there. That tag team title match will be pretty good. Uh, I haven't heard that much about this team called the Rascals. I, um, I don't know if anyone has any thoughts about them oh, or not. I, I mean, I, I heard about them. They're really. I good. heard about them. Are they? Are they? Are they any good? Oh, are guess they who's guys who's in? Chad, guess who's in Impact Wrestling too? He's Slater. Yes, yep. we. Oh, we know. Like I said, okay. Impact, Ring of Honor, and AEW swallowed a lot of those people up from WWE after they let them go back in April. So, so I knew sooner or later that was going to happen. Uh, Jeremy Thomas uh, posted this story here. Of course, something else that happened on Impact, as of course everyone remembers, Tennille Dashwood. You know, she was Emma in WWE. She actually makes a return to Impact, and she takes aim at Diana Perrazzo. 
Peruso. How do you pronounce that name? Uh, the Impact Knockouts cool. roster involved another. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the Impact Knockouts roster has brought another member back into the fold as Daniel Dashwood made her return on tonight's episode. During tonight's show, Deanna Perazzo held a black tie affair in the ringside area to celebrate her Iron Man <laughs> win over Jordan Grace the title. The same that saw Grace come down first and then picked up a notch when Dashwood made her first appearance in Impact since March. Dashwood came out and said that she was going to she was she was coming going to come from Carrazzo's title, noting that the champion had never beaten her. Grace then took some shots at Dashwood, and an argument began before the appearing Russell House cast broke things up for the time being. Uh, of, of course, uh, Impact posted this on their Twitter account at 9.26 p.m. This is about 20 minutes ago. Your guest of honor of this black tie affair, at Deanna Perrazzo, hashtag Impact on Access TV. And then, of course, at and then at 9.29 p.m., at Tennille Dashwood is back in, in, in Impact Wrestling, hashtag Impact on Access TV. That, that, can, that is a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. um, a couple other notables here, and like I said, I won't read everything we got because there's a whole bunch we got to talk about tonight. So we'll 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 aim uh, we'll we'll aim it on a couple more stories here, and then we'll go ahead and get to the history, and then we'll get to, of course, the meat. Yeah. Very nice. No, 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 you're fine. That's that's very good. Uh, Jeffrey Harris brings us this story here. Some WWE news here tonight, as Zelina Vega goes comic shopping as Believe it or not, the Banana Ninja. I, I'm not making this up. I'm just what I'm reading. Also, a stock update and also a video of a match between AJ Styles and Jinder Mahal. Uh, WWE superstar Zelina Vega shared a vlog this week where she went shopping for comic books as the Banana Ninja. That Zelina Vega video is available, is available on this page if you want to go back and look at it. According to Vega, she wore the costume because she lost a bet. And her punishment was wearing the banana suit to a comic book store. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know how. Uh, oh crap! <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, she. She looked kind of vicious. Yeah. So apparently, this is on the page that she's got. Uh, uh, she shares with Alistair Black. I think she does one. Has one with Alistair Black on YouTube. I think something like that. Uh, for a WWE stock update, the company's stock opened today at $44 per share. Since that time, it's gone up slightly to $44.18, where it, as of as of this writing, that's where it is. That's where it was currently sitting. Uh, it could be up or down, probably by the time it ended. So I'm not sure when exactly it did. And also, WWE released a full match video featuring Jinder Mahal versus AJ Styles for the WWE title from Clash of the Champions 2017. As a matter of fact, I may have posted this match earlier in the evening. So if anyone wants to go and watch it, it's on. It should be on the video vault. I posted a lot of wrestling matches today, tonight, this afternoon. So, and one more quick story here. I definitely this is this is definitely, of course, uh, a lot of people are going to be curious about this. An update on the remaining WWE pay-per-view events for the rest of 2020. Of course, Jeffrey Harris has this story it came out today. Let's go ahead and read this. Right fast. PW Insider has an update on WWE's remaining big shows or pay-per-view style events for the rest of the year. Uh, excuse, sorry about that. 
Per the report, WWE does not have a main roster pay-per-view event scheduled for October. WWE is currently gearing up for its next pay-per-view event, which will be a Clash of Champions, on September 27th at the Amway Center in Orlando. Meanwhile, Hell in a Cell 2020 is currently set for November the 1st. Survivor Series 2020 is scheduled to take place November 22nd, and TLC 2020 is slated for December 20th. The next edition of NXT TakeOver is slated for October the 4th. <clears throat> As noted, WWE's residency at the Amway Center is currently slated to run through October the 30th. Payback was an additional event WWE added that was held one week after this year's SummerSlam. The report notes there are currently no plans to add more pay-per-views such as payback to the 2020 event calendar. So it looks like, ladies and gentlemen, WWE is not going to compete against AEW in any pay-per-views for October. And that may be why, because like I said, they're supposed to end, uh, unless, of course, they're able to renew the contract to stay there past October. Uh, which I don't know if that will happen or not, but I mean, um, we'll just have to wait and see what all happens here. With it, so. But there you have it there, folks. And, uh, <clears throat> and of course, ladies and gentlemen, that is, of course, your wrestling news reviews here for tonight. And remember, of course, your 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, Key and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, uh, 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 the Iceman Jared D. Gerombo, of course, is King Ice. Uh, they bring you all the news that's, that fit, that, that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if that news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor have, would we ever try to do so, and, and, and we have never, ever tried to do so within the past five years. Let's go ahead and see John, what John has here in our wrestling history and birthdays here for today. September the 1st, as I also will now introduce, now coming in on the line through our talk, through our talk show video service. He is also a member of, of course, John Gross's uh, Sports and Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the current GWI Phenom Champion, also, of course, the current WCWUS uh, Core, uh, I mean, Nexus Champion, excuse me, and, of course, uh, from last weekend, uh, the WWS New Blood Champion. Uh, now, um, and also, of course, as of this this past week, the WCWUS Lex Express Champion. He is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Soul Man, the man with the golden pipes, as he has proved here, of course, a couple of times here already. The Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Justin, we welcome you, sir, 880 of Revolution. Thank you for being with us. He actually just made a comment based upon what I was just talking about, about pay-per-views. He says pretty much that WWE is chicken. But, hey, there you, you, you have a very valid point there, uh, Justin. That's all I'm going to say about that. Let's go ahead and go to our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, September the 1st. Uh, on this date in 1979, the WWF introduces the Intercontinental Heavyweight title with Pat Patterson as his first champion as he had won it in a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. But in actuality, Patterson defeated Ted DiBiase to win the WWF North American title back in back in June of that year. As so it was repackaged as the Intercontinental title. Despite a brief period from October 2002 through May of 2003, when Raw General Manager Eric Bischoff abolished it and Stone Cold Steve Austin reinstated it, the championship 
has been around ever since. There has been 176 intercontinental title changes. The last title change, of course, was Jeff Hardy two weeks ago when he defeated AJ Styles to win the belt. There have been 85 men and, of course, one woman that has won the IC title. We know who that one woman was, by the way. May she rest. May she rest in peace, by the way. And that's all. And then there have been 10 title uh, uh, vacations and one unification in 2002 when Triple H defeated Kane to unify the world heavyweight and intercontinental titles at no mercy. The intercontinental title would unify the European and hardcore title that same year. The first person who had more reigns in the history of WWF slash WWE <clears throat> would be Razor Ramon, of course, Scott Hall himself in October of 95, as he was a four-time Intercontinental Champion, but that record broke, was broke on July 25, 1999 at Fully Loaded, when Jeff Jarrett defeated Edge to win the IC title, and that summer, Jarrett made history by becoming the first ever six-time Intercontinental Champion. That record would be broken on October 27, 2003, when Chris Jericho captured the Intercontinental title for the sixth time. Jericho would win the title for the ninth time at Extreme Rules 2009 and would hold on for most Intercontinental title reigns. And to this day, he is still the only nine-time Intercontinental title in the history of the WWF slash WWE. The second that has held the Intercontinental title the most was The Miz, and he held it eight times, believe it or not. Hmm. The Honky Tonk Man still holds the record for the longest single reign at 454 days. Okay. After he defeated Ricky Steamboat in June 1987, but would drop the title to the Ultimate Warrior on August 29, 1988, at the inaugural SummerSlam at Madison Square Garden. Of course, Pedro Morales, Randy Savage, and Don Morocco are the only other men to have a year-long title reign. There have been seven one-day or less title reigns, Edge in 99, Zack Ryder in 2016, and The Miz in 2013, 2014, and others, and others of course, as well. On October 22nd, 1995, Dean Douglas. We got a 50 seconds left in this Iron Man match. Everybody's won. Just to let you know. Everybody's got one point. Everybody's got one win each. Yep. And it's got 40 seconds left in the Iron Man match. Okay. Well, that could be any, it's, it's right now anybody's, uh, anybody's match. And thank you, Ponzi. And I'd like to say this keeps mm -hmm. up to date here. Thank you very much. On October 22, 1995, of course, Dean Douglas, who of course you would know as Shane Douglas, had the shortest reign as Intercontinental as Champion when Shawn Michaels was forced to vacate the title after he was beaten by Thugs. Wow. Douglas would lose. Douglas would wow. lose the title to Razor. Hold on, one we got a one new. Second. We got uh, actually we got almost a new champion with five seconds left. Four, three, two. Ah, oh, we got twos. Finn Balor and and Adam Cole are tied with two, two. Johnny Gargano with one, and Thomas Chiappa with one. So, yep. Well, obviously, so Adam Cole, this. Adam Cole, and uh, Finn Balor have two each. Uh -huh. That's what. I, yeah, and uh, Johnny Gargano and Thomas Chiappa they have one each. And just like, just almost the zeros, Adam Cole tied with Finn Balor with two. Well, yeah. the most 
the most logical thing they probably will probably end up doing is probably they'll have a they'll probably have a few extra seconds between Finn Balor and Adam Cole. It would be uh, it would make sense. They're showing a but, replay of it, so we'll okay. see. Well, that, okay. Well, just in the meantime, let me go ahead and just continue on with this. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. Dean Douglas would lose the title to Razor Ramon in 13 minutes 52 seconds. And speaking of Michaels and Razor, they were both enrolled in a feud with the two declaring who was the true Intercontinental Champion. Their feud began in 1993, with Michaels being suspended after failing a drug test, causing a battle royal to determine who would be the new champion. It would be won by the bad guy, Razor Ramon, in 1994. Michaels returned, and the two feuds to see who was the real Intercontinental Champion was, with Razor winning the undisputed title in March of 94 at WrestleMania 10 in a ladder match. The IC title has been competed in ladder matches as well as the home uh, of ladder matches. The first ladder match with IC title was in July of 92 when Bret Hart battled Shawn Michaels in an untelevised match. Also, the IC title changing hands in the United States. The title had also changed hands outside of the United States, of course, on August 31st, 1992. Hometown United Kingdom boy, the British Bulldog, defeated his brother-in-law, Bret Hart, to win the IC title. In 2007, Santino Morella also in his uh, hometown. Hey, Chad, I'm sorry to interrupt you. William Ringo just came in the ring and said, next week, one-on-one, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for, for the winner of the NXT championship next week on Super Tuesday. Yeah. Who, who see who's going to be a new NXT champion next okay. week. Well, there yep. you have so, there, so, ladies and gentlemen, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. And of course, I will talk about something that we were doing here as a result of this. But just give us just one second here while we, of course, finish this off, and then I will make that announcement just right after I finish doing this history and before we get into everything else. But Fonzie, thank you very much for keeping us up to date. In 2007, Santino Morella, also in his home country of Italy, captured the IC title over Umaga, and the next year, followed by that, William Riggle would capture the IC title in his UK hometown defeating Santino to capture the belt. The IC title also changed hands at numerous SummerSlams since its inception in 1988 through 1993 when Shawn Michaels successfully defended the Intercontinental title against the Lightning Perfect. The IC title at SummerSlam changed hands 14 times. The final one at SummerSlam would be in 2018 when Seth Rollins defeated Dolph Ziggler to win the belt. It's also changed hands at WrestleMania as well since 1987 when Ricky Steamboat defeated Randy Savage to capture the belt. This was retained by numerous superstars of WrestleMania and SummerSlam, also Survivor Series, and, Royal Rumble, and also the Royal Rumble as well. The IC title also was taken to the Raw brand in the spring of 02 with RVD as its champion. It would stay there until the spring of 09 on SmackDown. Also, the IC title was the first to change hands on free TV on May 17, 1993, with Marty Jannetty defeating Shawn Michaels to capture the IC title. And then one final note about the IC title on April 1st, 1990, the IC title was defended with the WWE title. WWF title for the only time with the Ultimate Warrior defending the belt against Hulk Hogan, who was the main champion. Of course, I do know that Ultimate Warrior had to relinquish the IC title uh, after he won the WWF belt at WrestleMania 6 from, of course, uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, on this day here, ladies and gentlemen, in 1980, in Charlotte, North Carolina, Jimmy Snooker defeated Ricky Steamboat to win the vacated NWA United States title. The title was vacated when Ric Flair won the NWA World Tag Team titles with Black Jack Mulligan a few weeks later. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, give me just one second here, and I'll 
Okay. Artist Day in 1986, WCWA presented Labor Day Star Wars from the Tarrant County Convention Center in Fort Worth, Texas. The focus of the show was to crown the first tag team champion since the company split from the NWA. Before the split, WCWA used the NWA American Tag Team titles as their tag belts. Matt Warren and Buzz Sawyer would win the WCWA World Tag Team titles. Also on this date here in 1990, wrestling got a little too real in Memphis. Eddie Gilbert hit Jerry Lawler with Doug Gilbert's car in the parking lot. The angle was so real for viewers that the cops were called to the WMC studios. Lawler ensured authorities that he was uh, that he was okay. Also on also on this, sorry about that here. Give me just one second here. Uh, da, 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 on this day in 1992 at a WWF Superstar taping in Hershey, Pennsylvania, where JD eats so much chocolate and all that, he's about to, he's about to puke. Uh, Ric Flair <laughs> defeated Randy Savage to win the WWF title for the second and last time in a, in a WrestleMania 8 rematch. Also, of course, on this date here in... Uh, uh, let's see. In 1998, WWF taped a Saturday Night Special, and of course, we're not talking about, of course, the song from Leonard Skinner. Saturday Night Special of Raw from the Paul Saunders Arena in Lowell, Massachusetts. Uh, also, on this date here in 2003 on Raw, Kane did the most unthinkable thing you ever heard of after Shane McMahon threw Kane into a burning dumpster. The big red, and I'm sure everyone remembers this, the big red machine out out of the burning dumpster, turned the tables on Shane by handcuffing him to the ring apron and setting jumper cables onto Shane McMahon's nuts. Yeah, y'all know what I mean. Uh, I'm not kidding there. Uh, on this day here in, uh, let's see, 2005, WWE SmackDown aired for the final time on Thursday night. The final Thursday night SmackDown main event of the show was Randy Orton defeating Rey Mysterio SmackDown would return to Thursdays in January of 2015 for a while, but it would be moved to Tuesday and renamed before SmackDown Live. Also on this date here in 2006, yeah, 2008 on ECW from on Sci-Fi from Cincinnati, Ohio, CM Punk defeated John Morrison to capture the ECW World Title. Had Punk lost, he would never challenge for the belt. Actually, it was thir- actually I'm sorry, it was 2007 that happened. I'm sorry. Thank you very much. Had Punk had Punk lost the match, he would never challenge for that belt again. Also in the state in 2010, at a SmackDown taping in Cleveland, Ohio, John Morrison defeated Randy Stereo to capture the IC title. This is the first time the IC title changed hands on SmackDown since number one when Albert defeated Kane in a no DQ match and win the belt at Madison Square Garden. Today would have been 67th birthday of Theodore James Petty, or Ted Petty for short. In case anyone does not know who that was, he was one half of the tag team public enemy. He was Rocco Rock. And yes, uh, but he was a great tag team competitor. Yes, indeed. We also want to wish a very happy 32nd birthday to both Sammy Callahan and also Solomon Crow. Today would have been the 59th birthday for one of the most underrated big men, of course, in all of wrestling, the late Bam Bam Bigelow. Bigelow began his wrestling debut in August of 1985. On July 28, 1986, Bigelow won his first championship after he had won a battle royal. Bigelow would appear with the CWA until March of 87 and would wrestle for, the, for WCCW late, in late 1986. In May 1987, Bigelow debuted for the WWF as Bam Bam Bigelow as a babyface and then Oliver Humperdinck with him. 
In his first pay-per-view match, he wrestled in the inaugural main event, teaming up with Don Morocco, Hulk Hogan, Kim Batera, and Paul Orndorff in a losing effort to Andre the Giants team. Bigelow was the last man for Hogan's team, defeating one-man gang in King Kong Bundy, but he was last eliminated by Andre the Giant. Bigelow would leave the WWF in 1988 after taking on Andre the Giant at Madison Square Garden. Bigelow would debut for WCW that same year, but would leave WCW in January of 89 until returning in April of 1990. His stint with WCW lasted until August of 1990. Bigelow returned to the WWF in 1992. As a prominent main eventer, he repeatedly unsuccessfully, unsuccessfully challenged Bret Hart for the WWF title. Uh, in June 1993, he entered the King of the Ring tournament, defeating Jim Duggan in the quarterfinals, and received a bye in the semifinals. I lost to Bret Hart in the tournament final in what was his third pay-per-view main event. Bigelow would rejoin the Million Dollar Corporation in the spring and summer of 94, and would have Luna Vachon as a manager in 93, where he dropped Vachon and would join Ted DiBiase in 94. In 1995, he had a high-profile team with NFL star Lawrence Taylor on January 22nd. Uh, 1995, Bigelow shoved on Taylor into the crowd, leading to a match at WrestleMania 11. And it led to a match between the two on April 2nd, 1995, at WrestleMania in the main event, with LT defeating Bigelow. After Bigelow would leave the corporation and become a face, and despite teaming with Diesel at the time he was champion, he never had the same success. He made his final WF appearance with on November 1995 at Survivor Series when he lost to Goldust. Bigelow would join ECW and would be a member of the Triple Threat in 1997, and he won the ECW World Heavyweight title in October. Bigelow would win the title on March 1, 1998, defeating Taz to win the ECW World TV title, but it would last until April 4, 1998, where he lost the championship to RVD. Bigelow would join WCW in the fall of 1998, and he called out Goldberg. His first match back with the company would be against Goldberg on December 7, 1998. Bigelow continued to stay along with the company and also joined the Jersey Triad, triad in 1999. They would become a solo artist in 2000 until it shut down in 2001. Bigelow would be hospitalized with a broken nose on October 2nd, 2005 after suffering an accident, but sadly he would pass away at 10 a.m. on the morning of January 19, 2007, and he sadly passed away at the age of 45. An autopsy found that he had multiple drugs found in his system, including toxic levels of cocaine, and the anti-anxiety drug, benzo, benzodiazepine. Try saying that three times fast. Yeah. Uh, now here's some pop culture uh, history and birthdays right here, of course, here for today. On this day in 1931, Lou Gehrig hits his third Grand Slam in four days and six home break consecutive games in New York, New York Yankees, five to one win versus the Boston Red Sox. On this day in 1973, George Foreman retains his WBC and WBA heavyweight crowns in his first title defense. On this date in 1975, the show Gunsmoke goes off the air. Also on that same day, and it's a good thing JD's not on, but Fonzie, I don't know if you remember this or not, Tom Seaver shuts out the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is the first to reach 200 strikeouts for an MLB record eighth straight season. But I'm sure JD may also remember that too. I don't know. Honestly, what year was that? What year? I, 75, I believe. I was not born yet. Okay, but I'm sure you probably, I'm sure you probably were told some stories about. I'm sure JD. Could uh, probably I think, yeah, it was at Forbes Field. I know that. Okay, all right. So I'm sure JD. Or, could no, wait, wait. 
No, it was at Three River Stadium. You said 1975, right? Yes. Yeah, that was at Three Rivers. Okay. Thank you very much. On the state in 1985, Bill Elliott claims a $1 million bonus for winning three of the four crown jewel races of the NASCAR schedule, the Daytona 500, the Winston 500, and the Southern 500. And someone just warned me, saying they were not wearing any pants, but I don't want to know that. Uh, on his day in 1995, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame opens in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> on his day in 2001, Sammy Sosa hits the longest home run in Turner Field history as his 53rd of the season travels 471 feet to straightaway center. On his day in 2004, a sexual assault charge is dropped against the late Kobe Bryant. Hmm. On his day in 2007, Clay, Clay Buchholz, Buchholz becomes the first Boston Red Sox rookie to pitch a no-hitter in just his second MLB appearance beats Baltimore Orioles 10-0 to at Fenway Park. On this date, actually one year ago today, Justin Verlander strikes out 14 as he throws his third career no-hitter in a 2-0 decision against the Toronto Blue Jays. Also, of course, a couple of uh, entertainment birthdays today. We wish a very happy 70th birthday to Dr. Phil. Okay. Yeah, okay. You got to do what you got to do here, okay? Yeah, okay. I hate the way he talks. Doctor, Doctor Phil, and he's a goof. What a goof! Yeah, I know he's kissing Oprah's tail about every five minutes. <clears throat> anyway, uh, also today is a happy seventy. <laughs> 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 it's a very happy seventy-fourth birthday to, of course, one of the singers of the legendary group, the Bee Gees, Barry Gibb. Happy birthday to him as well. And John said that's all he's got for the. Of course, history and birthdays here, of course, here for today. And, of course, also we got you your rest of the news and views here as well. Let's give you this one more time, ladies and gentlemen. 10, 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, September 1st, 2020, episode 880 of WCWS Revolution, <clears throat> 1605 562 0444, caller ID 138055 found. Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw alongside the human suplex machine, John Gross. The Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the Keenan Club, Mitt Patel, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. And I do believe, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to be joined. Speaking of someone that said they weren't wearing any pants, and I don't know if I should let him on here or not because uh, – No, I, I don't I'm, think so. I'd be very embarrassed. No. Yeah, because, because actually we already got a put in. All right, I don't need one here in this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but anyway, let's just go ahead, let's go ahead and bring him on because, I mean, be only fair. Uh, um, he is, of course, Lacey. <laughs> I'm just tickling myself just talking about this. A three-time WCWS Hall of Famer, of course, ladies and gentlemen. He is, of course, part of the team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, um, the reason why he's not wearing any pants is because <laughs> Well, 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 that. Actually, he had to do that before he put on the thong. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead. And, <laughs> let's go ahead and bring him on here right now. You know him, of course. We all know him, of course, as JD. And, of course, we also know him as the Iceman. No, we're not talking about Demon Lincoln. But here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman, Jared D. Welcome to 880. 
of Revolution. And JD, if I told you once, I told you a thousand times, if you do not start coming in here with something on the cover that Alabama Keystone Wars, I'm going to rip it off of So you need to stay. <laughs> Oh, jeez. We have 3D God. Okay. Uh, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to be able to say Until, obviously, uh, until, obviously, it's just, uh, I'll call you all. Hey. Okay. Okay. Okay, JD. Boom. Okay. I say, I say, boom. You're looking at your next NXT champion next Tuesday night. Absolutely. Oh, He's going to have that belt back around his waist. Although, I'll tell you, that was a hell of an Iron Man match tonight. Really good match. I mean, those four butts. And talk about to your Islanders. They lost in an overtime in first game six Thursday night. The Flyers. The Flyers win. Damn it. I thought the Flyers were going to go down. Nope. So the, Ain't going down. The Flyers were still alive. Okay, so yeah. game six Thursday night. Okay. 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 Before we get into all of that, yes, that is. And Fonte and JD, thank you very much for informing us of this. Next Tuesday night, they will determine since it was tied, ladies and gentlemen. It will be, of course, Adam Cole versus Finn Balor to determine the new NXT champion. Okay. But as for something connected to that that we're doing, I am going to make this announcement here. So you mean so as you, as of course everyone knows, and I talked about this on Raw Radio, uh, of course yesterday, I have posted a poll to determine, like I said, whoever wins this match would pick up the NXT US Full Sail Championship. Well. Here is the official. Here, here is of course right now. Unfortunately, this poll is going to be null and void because, unfortunately, as we said, Finn Balor and Adam Cole, of course, are tied. So, I will go ahead and point out, of course, what the official results were of of this poll before I make this announcement. We had three people, including two that's on the show here right now say that Tommaso Ciampa would win the match. One person said that Adam Cole was, was going to win, and one person said that Finn Balor was going to win, and nobody voted for poor Johnny Gargano. So here's, what the, here's what's going to be the ultimate call. Starting tonight, and it will be a week-long thing, it will go through this match, this new match that was just made. It will go through this new match, of course, next week. Super Tuesday, next Tuesday. It will be, of course, the NXT US Full Sail Championship will still be at stake. But like I said, whoever wins this, whoever wins this, uh, whoever uh, wins this match, or like I said, whoever votes for the winner, 
like I said, I will I will officially make a match if it's more than one person, uh, and uh, we will determine who is going to win. Who's going to win? Of course, the the belt there. But the poll that I just posted here yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, that poll is now officially been deemed null and void because, as we said, that Adam Cole and Finn Balor tied by the end of, of course, this official match. So I will be, of course, making those official arrangements, of course, coming uh, starting. Uh, Starting tonight, and like I said, there'll be one week for everyone to start putting their votes in on who they do. What I was just trying to find where it is, though, for the poll. It should be on the very top. I just posted it yesterday. Okay, but anyway, no, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm going to, I haven't made the new one yet. I'm going to make the new one. I will do that after the show. It will be posted after Revolution goes off the air tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll be, be between, of course, after Revolution goes off the air tonight and until, of course, next Tuesday's edition, of course, of Revolution. And I do where, have some other course, birthdays to report when you get a second. Okay, well, and, and, and so that's the official announcement I'm willing to make. But before we get into, of course, payback and raw discussion, we are going to do all this tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I got. I do have to step for just a minute because I do have to go grab me something to drink because my mouth is a little bit dry from doing all this talking. And no, it's not because I'm kissing somebody's butt because that's something I don't do. <clears throat> anyway, um, JD of course has a couple of things here he wants to add. So JD, please go ahead and do so, and I'll be right across the way. I'll be back over here in two minutes. So please go okay. ahead. Today would have been the 97th birthday of the Rock from Brockton, the Brockton blockbuster known to you all as Rocky Marciano, 5 foot 10 and a half, 175. He died the day before, believe it or not, his 46th birthday, believe it or not. He finished with a perfect record of 43 and 0. He would have been 97 today. So happy birthday to him. Also today, happy birthday to Jason Taylor, the Miami Dolphins superstar from Pittsburgh. Of course, played with the Dolphins, the Redskins, and the Jets. Hour. Six-time Pro Bowler, 2000, 2002, 2004, and 7. He was drafted in the third round, 1997, pick number 73, six foot six, two forty-five. He was also the Walter Payton Defensive Player of the NFL, Miami and Defensive Player of the Year, 6 and 07, All-Decade Team, Miami Dolphins Honor Roll, All-Mid-American Conference, Howard Akron, 95 and 96, Second Team All-Pro in 01, NFL Sacks Leader in 02, 02 and 06, he was also the two-times AFC Defensive Player of the Year, three-times First Team All-Pro of 2000, 2002, and 2006. He finished, of course, with 775 tackles, 140 quarter, 39 and a half QB sacks, eight picks, 46 forced fumbles, 29 fumble recoveries, and nine touchdowns. Also, happy birthday to my friend Richard, who turned 67 today, and my girlfriend, Cassie. I love you, babe. It is your 38th birthday today, so happy birthday to you. Tomorrow, we will be celebrating the birthday of course, of Mr. our good friend Justin Lewis Fleming, who is, of course, celebrating the birthday of some big names tomorrow, including Eric Dickerson, Jimmy Connors, Terry Bradshaw, John Thompson, who we lost, sadly, earlier this, just yesterday, and Adolph Rupp. And then, of course, as you know, Anthony Chobot is also celebrating a birthday. And then on Thursday on Shaq's birthday, he'll be celebrating the birthday of da- with Damien Sotomayor, Jenny Finch, the softball great, and Sean White, the skateboarding guru. So some big birthdays coming up, if you will, Howard, in the sports world. So happy birthday to all of them. And as Fonzie reported, however, we congratulate the unfortunate criers who stole Game six, 5 tonight. But... Fear not, people. We have got some other stuff to talk about. 
Right now, Denver is up going at the end of the third, 65-60. The Boston Celtics won today, 102-99, ladies and gentlemen. And right now, we got the uh, Canucks and the Knights playing one another right now in their game. Right now, it's nothing-nothing late in the first period, if you will. Also, earlier today, Sidney Crosby, of course, did have wrist surgery. He will be out a month or so, so he will be recovering. But so, there you go, folks. Some big uh, things <coughs> coming up, however, in the sports world. Thank you very much there, of course, uh, J.D., uh, for that uh, very, uh, very, very much here. And, of course, J.D., by the way, there's one other thing I just got to tell you. I'm really rich. Okay, yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, uh, let's go ahead and get, first off, we're going to go into our discussion of the matches for Raw for some payback. Let's go ahead and get that taken care of here now, guys. I want to hear everybody's thoughts here. Mitt, are you still with us? Yes. Okay, uh, and Justin's with us, and John's with us, and Fonzie's with us, and uh, JD is with us. Okay, all right, you guys, and like I said, I'm not going to go in any particular order here. I'm, I'm just going to go, uh, Corey, I'm just going to use the list on Wikipedia here, because I know what matches represent Raw and the matches that will represent SmackDown tomorrow night. So we're just going to talk about the Raw-related matches for payback here tonight. The first one here, guys, will be the pre-show. JD, I'm going to start off with you. Uh, for, like I said, for the whole shebang here. And then we'll go to Fonzie, then we'll go to Mitt, then we'll go to uh, John and Justin. So, okay. All right, J.D., first match we're going to talk about here is the pre-show. And then in even nine minutes, as the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, got by Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, and apparently, there, and apparently, of course, something interesting happened for them last night, but we'll talk about that here in just a little while. Your thoughts on the pre-show women's tag team match that took place Sunday? Yeah, this was a little clunky. I mean, it really, really was. However, it looked like the Riot Squad really looked lost, however, against the Idiotics, however. But uh, unfortunately, the Riot Squad uh, did pick up the win, surprisingly, however, against uh, Billy and, of course, Peyton, the Pisshand, and the Penguin, however, if you will. Or let's just say uh, the Kardashian uh, wannabes, one of them being the Kardashian wannabe. But yeah, overall, it was interesting to see what went on, however, on the show. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, other than that, it was okay, but I really didn't think it was all that great, you know. And before we get to anything else real quick, I, I mean, I know we'll talk about this in just a few minutes, but i got to ask Mitt this question. What were your thoughts on the Iron Man, uh, the 60-minute uh, match? It was really good. Yeah, I thought it was real good, too. Uh, very entertaining, very, very enjoyable. But next week, we'll see who comes out on top. But that's all I'm going to say. And of course, also, I will also, I'm sure JD, you probably heard about this as well. Also, t- next Tuesday on Super Tuesday, it will be Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez inside of the steel cage. That's going to be good. So, we got two good matches next Tuesday night. That's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. Fonzie, your thoughts about the Riot Squad defeating the Iconics at Payback? Uh, what happened last night? We'll get that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah not once but twice they lost Sunday payback and last night so yeah what are the chronics now they're crying so yeah (laughs) yeah I like it I love it Uh, Mitt, your thoughts about the, the, the rights that people are going to make some payback? 
No comment. Okay. Uh, let's see what John and Justin have to say here. Uh, Justin just put send yours through Messenger. Uh, John uh, and John, I, th I think John agreed with me. I think he didn't have any comment about it either as well. Uh, of course, of course. Also, I'll say this on their behalf here as well. Okay. Okay. Next match. Next match up here, guys. We'll talk about this here uh, in, in in nine and a half minutes here. Uh, the U.S. title match, of course. Unfortunately, we saw Bobby Lashley pick up the win over Apollo Cruz by submission. JD, your thoughts here about the U.S. title match at Payback? Once again, what do they do with the U.S. title, however, with Apollo? Oh, that's right. They have more and very pissant, or let's just say Muppet Boy, uh, very pissant, however, in the form of MVP, however, and of course his uh, two cronies, however, in the Hurt Squad, if you will. Uh, none other than Bitch Boy Bobby Lashley, and of course Sheldon, I'm counting my monies. When I basically have my head up uh, MVP's ass, all about the Benjamin, Benjamin, Benjamin's Benjamin. Go figure. By saying that, yeah. it's all about the Benjamin's Benjamin. And yes, once again, we see, of course, MVP's cronies, of course, how are coming to play, however, here. Once again, because the Hurt Squad, however, has to have their mouth all over Vince's ass, basically, while sucking his ass and blowing him at the same time, getting what they want. I mean, this is like the whole IC title thing, hot potatoing back and forth with the U.S. title, however, just like the IC title. I mean, can we just have one person seriously hold the belt more than a simple week, or not even, not even go back and forth with this whole ordeal. I mean, this is getting really, really ridiculous by the week, however, and it's just getting asinine, if you ask me. But yes, once again, MVP had to have, have helped his little boyfriend, Bobby Lashley, because Bobby Lashley was a little bitch with his little boyfriends, if you will, however, getting what he wanted, however. So go figure. Uh, and and about that, that analysis of this match, uh, J.D., I just got to also say this. Oh, you serious tonight? Fonzie, okay. your thoughts about Bobby Lashley <clears throat> getting by Apollo Crews to pick up the U.S. title on Sunday? No comments. Okay. Mitt, your thoughts about the U.S. title match from Sunday? No comments. Okay. Whoa, this is going to be, this is going to not take us. And all John is saying that this match sucked, and he'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin, uh, your your thoughts about this? JD, JD is it raining towards you? Yes, yeah, it was pouring pretty good here a little bit ago. It's rain delayed the, the power game. I know they're and they're down six five right now. Yes, and, but and it's also and also it's raining men too, by the way. Uh, Justin said his match was garbage. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, all right. Um, anyway, the next one here, uh, we skip, we skip, we skip through uh, some here uh, a little bit here. Let me, let me, of course, take your uh, uh, and. That, Holy crap. <laughs> okay, we've been here. 
And we go, of course, to uh, the one match here, which actually, believe it or not, folks, was the shortest match of the whole <laughs> event. At 6 minutes and 40 seconds, we saw the debut of Keith Lee, the former NXT champion, get by the legend killer, the Viper, whatever you want to call him, Randy Orton. J.D., your thoughts about this match? Yeah, this was short, however, and you know what? It was just like the last Monday night, however. Done too short, however, but you know what? However, Randy kind of made Keith Lee look good, but although it was only one night, we saw what happened last night. I'm going to have a nice little rant about that here shortly with the Raw recap, but all I can say is, at least on this night, however, Randy, however, all I can say is, bask in his glory, I say. Bask, I tell you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Fonz, your thoughts about uh, Keith Lee getting by Randy Orton in that payback? Yeah. And like JD said last night, that oh, was it. Yeah, pardon me. Yeah. To... That's what happened last night. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Mitt, your thoughts about Keith Lee defeating Randy Orton on Sunday? Um, I'm happy for Keith Lee to win. I really like Keith Lee, mm-hmm. but I think they did Orton a little wrong because you got him to lose three straight pay per views now. Right. But, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, excuse me. Like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. John. John, Justin, your thoughts about Keith Lee defeating Randy Orton? Uh, John says big say victory. Lee's, you can't say Lee's a big boy. I mean, 6'4", 33340. Big, big cost. Yeah. Uh, John says uh, big victory for Big Lee, and he says, Orton, you lost. And also, Justin says it was okay. So, there you go. Uh, <sighs> Okay. Um, all right there, Justin. Thank you very much. Uh, and the last one here, which is actually, believe it or not, this one right here, this last one we're going to talk about, it was actually the longest one of the whole event at an even 16 minutes as Dominic at Mysterio and his father, the legendary Ray Mysterio, who should be Hall of Fame bound here very, very soon, in my opinion, uh, defeated the team of Seth Rollins and Murphy. Uh, J.D., your thoughts about this match? Oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm going to have something to say about this. You can bet. What happened, Messiah? What happened? Oh, that's right. Your boy Murphy accidentally kicked you, and basically you got shown up, Howard, by the Mysterio father and son clan. I will say this, Howard. Once again, they looked pretty good here. I mean, they really... I mean, this was one of the better matches of the evening. Going in, I didn't think this was going to be one of the better matches of the show. And I was actually a little surprised. Dominic continues to look pretty good. And he is getting better through training with his father and with, of course, some of the other people, I'm sure, at the uh, NXT uh, Full Sail. I mean, he's still young. He's still feeling his way around, Howard. But for the most part, i got to say, he didn't do too bad, Howard. And in the end, Howard... It all backfired on you, didn't it, Seth? So now you can go cry, how and say, I... So, sorry about that. Didn't mean to put that on the sound there. My mistake there. Uh, but anyway, long story short, Howard, at the end of the night, Howard, there was a little miscommunication between the Monday night 
Moron Maggot Meatball, Seth Freaking Rollins, and his little bitch boy, Murph the Smurf. So, I guess the Monday Night Messiah, I guess yeah. you didn't learn your lesson, did you, however? You didn't learn how to keep your mouth quiet, however, and basically running your stupid little mouth that you've been running over time and time again, however. Basically. Well, guess what? As they always say, karma can be a bitch and payback can be a bitch. You found out the hard way by father and son, especially on this night, my friend. And believe me, like I said, this feud is not quite over just yet. Very good point. Thank you, J.D. Bonzi, your thoughts about the Mysterios defeating Seth Rollins and Murphy on Sunday? Uh, no comments. I'm, I'm sorry. Mitt, <laughs> Mitt, your thoughts about the Mysterios hit by Rollins and Murphy on Sunday? Uh, good win for the El Mysterio. That's all I had to say. They should call him Los. They should do it, but they should call him Los Mysterios. Kind of like, remember Los Guerreros? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would do the that. Only, the only thing about Ray that sucks, though, and of course we found out obviously about it, how is that Ray tore his tricep, however, in this match, but no one knew about it until I believe after the match. Or even early yesterday, which is a very unfortunate thing. Uh, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, John said about the. Uh, oh, I'm. Uh, see, did I just ask you about this match? I did didn't I? Yes. 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 He did. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate. I'll make sure I had that right. I didn't want to skip it. I want to make sure. Uh, John says, "Good tag team match. Great victory for the father and son duo." <clears throat> And, of course, he'll have something, a little bit to say here about uh, Raw here in just a minute. Justin, your thoughts about the Mysterios getting by uh, Rollins and Murphy? I'm really rich. (laughs) (laughs) Justin said it was a good (laughs) thing. Well, I'll tell you you what the name of it is, an app I got off of. uh, um, Google Play. So I'll tell you about that here in a minute. And uh, and by the way, JD, no disrespect. Do me a favor here. Shut up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm, just <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just picking that. Everybody knows I'm joking. All right. So there it is for our thoughts about uh, what happened here with the raw matches and payback. And tomorrow night on Revolution 881, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about the SmackDown matches from payback as well and which we saw two belts actually change hands we'll go into more detail about that here of course like i said tomorrow night now gentlemen let's go ahead and get into our thoughts about monday night raw uh john pretty much like says he's already got something something to say about it and and pretty much he said he doesn't really have anything to say as pretty much in the nutshell he just pretty much said that once again the show sucked and that's pretty much it and so John has got. I have, I have no comment either on Monday Night Raw. Okay, thank you, Fonzie. Appreciate that. Thank you. And of course, John that said that's it for his review right now for, of course, the Raw matches from Payback and, of course, Raw itself. Uh, Justin, did you want to leave any thoughts about Raw? Did anything stand out in your mind as far as Raw is concerned? 
Did I see something right that one of Ronda Rousey's friends that was all underground last night? Did I hear something about that? Yeah, it does mean Duke and Marina Shafir. Oh, both of them were on? I only saw one of them. Uh, no, they were there. They were, Jasmine fought, but Marina was in her corner. Oh, okay. Well, are, are they coming up on the main roster, apparently? I think, they, I think they're getting a tryout, actually. I think they were getting a tryout last night from what I think I heard they were being looked at last night, I think. But they've been on the last few weeks, however. I don't know if Vince is ready to bring them up just yet to the main roster, just yet, but it is coming at some point. Well, they all do and all that, and that might be some sort of lead way for them to try to get Ronda Rousey back into it. If she if wants she to come back. Yeah, if she wants to come back, yeah. He would be if. Justin did have something to say, but he apparently has, uh, while he apparently he has some other history to talk about here, and might have been something I've already talked about, but um, while Justin does that, let me go ahead and I'll just ask everyone else here. Mitt, uh, anything stood out for you as far as, far as what happened last night on Raw, in your opinion? Yes, John said. And as much you know, I don't like them, I don't think it was the white choice to break their iconics up the way they did. I would have done it differently. Yeah. Uh, by, and, and by the way, uh, just so, just about, and, and before JD, you get to yours. I want to make one tiny, tiny note as far as um, as far as the matches from Payback this past Sunday. I forgot to mention this. Um, as you know, of course, they added three matches going in between. I think last Friday night and right and the day of the event. Um, and of course, you know those matches were, of course, Matt Riddle versus Corbin, also Big E versus Sheamus, and of course the pre-show match. The Riot Squad versus the Iconics. Well, the thing is, I was able to get everybody else's votes on all the matches, but the only per, the only the only one that I didn't get was apparently I I wasn't able to reach Justin in time to get the his official what his official pick was for the Riot Squad um, Iconics match. So he technically did not receive any credit for because apparently he did not get he did not give us his official pick so uh we, we i thought maybe he at one point i thought he i thought he had told us that he had who he chose but apparently i did not get it um but but um but that's okay because like i said i mean uh but because he still he still earned a championship belt from this past sunday so uh and uh, of course, I'll give you the updates about about that as well here coming up here in just a little while. But, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's about time that we hear. And and JD hasn't heard me has not heard me make this introduction in a long time. And I'm going to bring it back because, simply put, that WWE has done has done something smart and finally put finally put a Monday Night Raw back in a where it's supposed to be, and that is an actual arena. It's not exactly like it was before, but it's a it's a step in the right direction. So I think this deserves this. Hold on a second. I'll be back in. I'm listening. I'll be back in a second. Hold on a second. Okay. 
Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I will, as soon as JD comes back, I am going to do the official introduction of something we have, not, we have not introduced here, of course, here in a long time. And as soon as JD comes back on, I will make that introduction. In the meantime here, uh, in the meantime here, apparently JD is talking to somebody on the phone, apparently about a, about a game or something. I'm not sure what, what's going on with that. Uh, as you know, of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, with that from the payback prediction title prediction title challenge, that we had five people tied for first place once again the second week in a row that this has happened, um, and that and of course the main belt, of course, obviously that's up for grabs. Okay, I'm just doing one quick thing, JD, before I said cut you loose. So hold on one second. Um, and that is, of course, the main belt, obviously, is the WWS Radio Network Championship. Well, because we had five people once again tied with seven votes, you cannot get any closer than that in an event like this, which was kind of very, kind of unique. Once again, I have done another poll tournament to determine who will pick up this belt. And the people have until, of course, um, of course, uh, like I said, uh, min September 5th going into September 6th, of course, at midnight. Um, the five people, of course, obviously, the human suplex machine, John Gross, Antonio Gutierrez, also Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. Well, the stats have not changed since I posted, since I made that poll um, last night. Right now, as it stands, John is leading the, the voting with four votes. Antonio Gutierrez and Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler are tied with one each. And unfortunately, and Mitt's going to probably get a good laugh out of this in a minute, uh, Ann and, and JD, and let's just say neither one of them have scored yet. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. In other words, they have not received any votes yet, unfortunately. And I figured, and I figured that maybe they would get something, but they have not done any votes here as of yet. So right now, like saying the same, I can catch up to John. John may end up picking this thing up by this weekend if somebody else does not do some voting. So Antonio. Also, I'm going to have to emphasize this towards uh, Mr. Hulkamania himself, uh, but also I'm going to emphasize this to JD and Ann as well. Y'all need to get out there and um, and get on and comment underneath this poll and let folks know. Come on, send us send send us some votes here because we want to. Try, I'm trying to I'm trying to win this this belt. So, and I'm surprised, JD. Nobody has voted for you yet. So, shot very shocking indeed. But uh, but like I said, we will of course uh, because there's going there's going to be a lot of belts. Here, of course, we're going to end up giving away here, I'm giving up, giving up here. Of course, they're coming up here very soon, and I'll keep everybody. Uh, I'll, actually, believe it or not, there's going to be some that we're going to have, we're going to have done here, uh, going going into, of course, after um, after tonight, as a matter of fact, and that is some of our empty arena belts, and I'll do some updating on that here um, tomorrow, for on tomorrow's edition, of course, of Revolution. So I will let everybody know about that. So in the meantime here, folks, that's want to give you an update as far as that is concerned. And now, J.D., as I was saying, 
as you probably heard. Uh, you know we haven't done this introduction in quite a long time because of the situation that's been going on with the pandemic. And the fact that they have kind of kind of narrowed a lot of stuff down as and and of course obviously with, the, with not being able to hold these shows in these arenas, I said, you know, it was not really it was not really kind of a wise call to really do it in this fashion. However, this is a step in the right direction with the fact that they'll start doing these shows in this arena. And of course, even though it's going to be towards the end of next month, still, I'm going to keep doing it in this fashion until another decision is reached about what's going to be the future of the w of events for WWE. Ladies and gentlemen, and JD is probably going to be happy to hear this. This is a WCWS Radio Network exclusive. The Iceman, Jerry D. Geronimo, of course, let everybody know his, what he thinks, what his thoughts are on a personal level, ladies and gentlemen. And all i got to say is you better have a lot of buckets handy and all because something is going to start melting here in a few minutes and you're going to die. You're going to die uh, from a big flood here in a few minutes or what J.D. has to say right here. Ladies and gentlemen, with, your, with, your, uh, with his personal thoughts and opinions here on everything that went on from last night's Raw, of course, the aftermath of Payback 2020, Here's 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 of course the award winning, and I, I emphasize that again, ladies and gentlemen, the award winning from the Iceman Jared Geronimo. He now brings you the award winning. I, did I say that again? I did. Okay, the WCWS Icebreaker. By popular demand, people, yes, it is back, and it has been a while since we've done this. So believe me. If I'm a little rusty, bear with me. But at the same time, I don't think I'm going to be too rusty. If I am... He always rusty. Up. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> good point. Thanks. <laughs> good point. Whoa, good point. Okay. Good, good, point. good point, though. Good point. As we start September off with four months to go, where can we go? Where do we start? Oh, I'll tell you where we're going to start. We're going to start at the Amway Center. Where last night, after payback, we were wondering as we started the countdown for Clash of the Champions, if this would be a good show or not. And of course, the show began with everyone's favorite, however, the man who, of course, was at one time in evolution. The man who basically has been handed everything to him on a silver fucking platter, no pun intended, however, and who had his daddy become friends with Vince and Vince's father, along with Vince's grandfather, and uh, his grandfather, I'm sure, became the same way with Vince and Vince's father. Yes, I'm talking about everyone's favorite little, gnarly little, rat-infested little, uh, rat-infested boy himself. I'm talking about the man, however, who basically showed everyone his viper, both in and out of the ring, however, with certain people, as well as the ladies, however, none other than Randall Keith Orton. And yes, the Viper once again, however, found a way, however, to run his stupid little mouth and bitch and whine and piss and moan about what happened to him the night before from Keith Lee. And speaking of Keith Lee, we saw Keith Lee come out and confront Randy Orton. But then who shows up, however, after this, however? Oh, yeah. Former Spirit Squad member, however, and one of Randy's somewhat closest friends, if you will, douchebag dickhead, disastrous, 
Dolph Ziggler. Yes, folks, douchebag and dickhead Dolph Ziggler returning to Monday Night Raw once again because, once again, he figures he's to show off and he needs to steal the show and be featured on the show. And with that said, we led into our first match of the evening in all his glory. Keith Lee, however, taking on the show off Dolph Ziggler. Keith Lee picked up the win, however, and showed Mr. Ziggler a thing or two, however, by taking one step closer to qualify him, however, for a spot at Clash of the Champions, as he basically made Ziggler look good here, however, or Ziggler made Lee look good here, whatever you want to call it. Then, of course, we go to a backstage interview, of course, with the women's tag team champions, the no-telling, no-selling, waste of space, Debbie Nasty Nia Jax, however, Jack Off Jax, and the Queen of Spades herself, Shayna Bully Baszler. And of course, who shows up afterward but Asuka? And things get intense right then and there. And just when it looked like Asuka was ready to be interviewed by Charlie Caruso, who comes out but the six-time women's champion, Mickey James, however, to basically confront Asuka and ask, however, basically, however, she wants her name to be recognized, however, and go for lucky number seven by hopefully defeating Asuka and will challenge Asuka to a match. And just when we're going to see those two settle their differences one-on-one, who comes out but Nibby, no ta- Nibby Nosy Natalia, and of course everyone's favorite ravishing Russian, Black Lustre Lethargic Lana, the mean girls of the WWE, a.k.a. Lay Cool 2.0 2020. And once again, they run their stupid little mouse in the to both Oscar and of course. Um, I would not Mickey say Lake Cool. That's a that's kind of an insult. Well, they think they're Lake Cool. No, 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 no. Because Lake Cool was actually a good tag team, and they won championship. These two have. Yeah, they are. They are. I'm not saying they're not. Yeah, you're right. But of course, Natty, who basically hasn't decided to hang up her boots yet, however, because she still thinks she has at the age she's at, near 40, however. And her little BFF, if you will, however, the boring, lackluster, lethargic, uh, let's just say, no talent, waste of space, Lana, however, let's just say, Mrs. Rusev, if you will, aka the boat, calling themselves the best of all time, you're not. By the way, how'd that work out for you, Lana and Natty, when you faced Mickey James after making fun of her last week, however, and insulting her, and getting to run down her every chance she got? Seems to me you got your ass kicked in short order, didn't it? Less than five minutes, huh? Speaking of five minutes, let's talk about once again everyone's favorite little rat boy, Randy Orton, who basically was in Alistair Black's dressing room. And for what reason, we didn't know at first. But we soon found out. As the Dutch Destroyer basically, however, beat the holy bejesus out of Kevin, Mr. Pop-Up Powerbomb Owens, a.k.a. the master of the KO show, however. And as a result, once again, what does Randy do? He doesn't even break a sweat. He doesn't even break anything. He doesn't break anything whatsoever in the ring. Instead, however, he gets a quick, cheap, fast fluke win. However, over Kevin Owens, thanks to Alistair Black, however, basically sucking up Randy Orton's ass, basically, and kissing it at the same time, however, by basically beating the hell out of Kevin Owens, and then Randy Orton picking the scraps over or picking the bones, so to speak, however, and getting a cheap fluke win over the pop-up powerbomb man himself, KO. 
So, yeah, Randy, I hope you're very happy with your first match of the evening. How, by getting a cheap fluke win, how, not even breaking a sweat, by basically having your mouth all over Alistair Black's ass and kissing and sucking it at the same time, along with everyone else in the WWE management team that you've done. How, by getting another cheap fluke victory and punching yourself now to the main event. Because, once again, it just goes to show you how much you love to suck and kiss ass with management and blow them at the same time. Then, we go to the Hurt Business, however of bitch boy brute Bobby Lashley, Shelton, show me the Benjamins, boring Benjamin, and moron very pissed as I like to call him now, Muppet very, uh, Muppet very pissed because he, oh, that's all he is, is a Muppet. Because he thinks he's so great, however, that everyone should be basically, be basically, everyone should uh, look up to him, however, and that Lashley and Benjamin are being taught the right way, however, by him. Yeah, why don't you just continue to blow Bobby Lashley and Shell Benjamin and suck their ass too, MVP? Because you know you are all about sucking ass, however, because you certainly have been sucking ass with these two long enough by making them become your lackeys, or should I say, your little bitch boys, if you will. As a result, they took on Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders Eric I.K. and I.F.R.A.R. A.K. Hansen and Rowe. As a result, however, Cedric Alexander the Raiders had the last laugh, however, and basically were ready to show the Hurt Squad, however, even though the Hurt Business was ready to open up things again and basically beat down on both Cedric and the Raiders, however. The Viking Raiders set course, however, along with Cedric Alexander and basically denied the Hurt Business of them opening up for the night, however, and let's just say making any welts on them whatsoever. And instead, they got raided by Eric and Ivar. But as I said, however, I still don't get this whole Randy, the whole Randy Orton KO match. I mean, this was what, the shortest match of the night, and it only went literally 15 seconds. This after Kevin Owens tried to reason with Aleister Black last week, tried to talk to him, ask him what happened, however, after basically having his eye almost taken out, but then by the Monday Night Moron Maggot, the scumbag shithead sellout, subpar little slime ball. Seth Rollins, and of course his little boyfriend, however, and his little disciple, if you will, Meatball Buddy Murphy, who I will have a little rant about here in just a little bit. Uh, like I said, as far as the Mickey Lana thing, I thought it was stupid, like I said, being with Natty. I don't know why they continue to have Lana and Natty playing the mean girls, however, because they're both just acting childish and petty and ignorant and totally arrogant. But it was nice to see Mickey win on her birthday. At least they gave her something to celebrate, if you want to call it that. But now the question is, will Mickey be the next person to challenge Oscar for that title? Even though we saw the last time these two fought, however, which was, I believe, three, three and a half, almost four years ago in Toronto, I believe that was when Oscar started uh, coming into her own, however, and actually beating Mickey James. And I think it was that, that back, back four years ago that she did defeat Mickey at NXT TakeOver Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, anywho, moving on, we go to the next match, which is a women's tag team match involving the Riot Squad, of course, the somewhat, uh, let's just say, punk rock girls themselves, however, Ruby ready to uh, cause a riot scene, however, and of course, everyone's favorite little blonde little stripper, if you will, another, uh, let's just say, lackluster person who is not improving her talent in the ring whatsoever, in my opinion, Liv Morgan taking on everyone's favorite so-called idiotic Kardashian girls. Yes, I'm talking about Mrs. Sean Spears herself, a.k.a. Peyton Royce, or should I say, Pissant Peyton Royce, if you were the Penguin, however, her name Peyton Royce, 
and her Kardashian little clone, if you will, boring, backstabbing, absolutely just, uh, yeah, boring and, uh, boring and, and uh, just, uh, what's another good B word to describe besides boring of Billy Kate? Let me think, let me think here. Besides boring, she's boring, and she's also, uh, just, uh, totally, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, 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 Billy Kay, who once again, they say they're iconic. No, you're more like idiotic. You're stuponic. You're take a, you're basically take a crap onic. You're a piss break onic. You're a snack break onic. You're a beer drinking onic. You're a soda pop drinking onic. You're a chip eating onic. And I am so glad to see these two lackluster Kardashian wannabes how I got what was coming to them all along. Because we are tired of hearing them over and over again saying, we're so iconic. Yeah, well, guess what? What happened at the end of the night, girls? You got your ass kicked, didn't you? Oh, so sorry, Ruby and Liv beat your ass. So now you have to break up as a team. So why don't you just go take the first boat back to Australia, play with the dingoes and kangaroos and koala bears, and cry me a fucking river while you're at it at the same time. Seriously. Then we go to Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. And of course, we heard from the Monday Night Moron Maggot once again, scumbag shithead Seth Rollins, who once again, just like Randy Orton, found a way to basically blow Vince McMahon and suck his ass, however, by getting another opportunity at the championship, however, by beating Dominic Mysterio. Although Dominic fought his ass off here and looked a little bit better this week than he did last week. But in the end, what happened? Oh yeah, the moron scumbag, however, Seth Rollins once again found a way to blow Triple H out of his ass, however, and also suck up the Vince and his Grapefruit Tower by getting a cheap fluke victory over Dominic Mysterio. Then we go to Raw Underground, however. And of course, who shows up, however, but Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir. And then, of course, look what happened to the moronic there in Raw Underground. And just ask Billy Kay how she felt getting her ass kicked by Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir. But speaking of getting asses kicked, we saw the return of Titus O'Neil, who looked pretty damn good at first, however, and was actually looking pretty solid. But then who shows up? Oh, yeah. Another rat boy, if you will, and a total little uh, subpar wrestler in himself, thinking he's all that and then some. The former at one time, 24-7 chambers, I'm going to have a rant about that here in just a minute, however. Riddick Moss, and as a result, what does Riddick Moss do? Oh yeah, he ends up beating Titus O'Neil and basically putting him down. So, you basically bring Titus O'Neil from catering all the way into Raw Underground this week. He beats up a couple... Lackluster, somewhat jobber wrestlers. And then at the end of the night, however, you have Riddick Moss, who they haven't done absolutely jack squat with when he's not basically headlining main event, however, every freaking week, or sitting and catering with Titus, however, and bitching and complaining that he needs more screen time. Yet you have him basically beat Titus O'Neil, however, and basically find a way to, uh, let's just say, piss all over Titus O'Neil after just making his appearance show up once again I mean basically bring him back to television and you basically bury him. Way to go, WWE. He's not even there, however, for the first time in quite some time, however, and basically you have him choke out two guys and we didn't find out who those two guys were. But yet later on in the evening, however, you have Riddick Moss, the little rap boy, however, come back to television, however, again this week on freaking Raw Underground. And what do you do? Oh yeah, you find a way to basically bury Titus O'Neill. Smart move, Vince, you stupid senile racist bigoted piece of shit. Speaking of pieces of shit, let's talk about the next match, which was a piece of shit. 
And what match am I talking about? Oh, yeah, the match we've been seeing over and over again religiously in our sleep power, no pun intended, for the last literally three and a half months. The freaking boring-ass crime-time wannabe street prophet against Andrade and Angel Garza with everyone's favorite little uh, freaking uh, supposed Jennifer Lopez wannabe Selena vacuum-sucking Vega because she sucks and blows at the same time. And I'm not talking about Alistair Black. I'm talking about the other two people she's been sucking and blowing and kissing their ass with however, over the last few weeks by saying they're the great. Greatest tag team ever in Andrade and freaking the love stock Lothario, as he calls himself, Angel Garza. Or should I say, ass clown Angel Garza, who once again thinks he's Eddie Guerrero. And as I've said many times over on this show and on all the shows, I'm going to continue to say the word, however. You are no fucking Eddie Guerrero, Angel, okay? You think you're going to be the next Eddie Guerrero. Well, guess what? You're not, buddy. You're not, so get that through your thick skull if you don't have any, if you have any brains whatsoever. And just when it looked like we were going to see a winner out of this match, who shows up? Oh yeah, the team known as Retribution, because earlier in the night, the bald-headed little producer, Adam, I want to be a mailman Pierce, let's just say, told the security how to be on their guard, how and everything, in case Retribution showed up. And how'd that turn out? Oh yeah, they basically beat the hell out of the freaking Street Profits. They beat the hell out of uh, freaking Andrade and then took their advantage on Slam. But what did Angel Garza do with his little bimbo Demi Burnett, the stupid uh, bachelorette? He ran like a scared little bitch, basically, because he knew he was going to get his ass kicked. But later on in the night, Howard, me and him and the rest of Retribution show back up in the building, Howard, after they basically chased, uh, basically went went, ran to the back after beating the crap out of everyone else, Howard, and tried to see what else they could, chaos and destruction they could do. And as a result, what happened? Oh yeah, Garza and Burnett, Howard, basically ran for their lives yet again, Howard, this after basically leaving on Delade, Selena, and everyone else high and dry. So how'd that turn out for you there, uh, there, Garza? How'd that turn out for you, you stupid bimbo Demi Burnett? I don't think it turned out very well for you, but yet you acted like a bunch of little bitches, however, by leaving everyone, however, high and dry in the ring and running like a scared little coward, however, at the end of the night, however. So I guess uh, that didn't work out for you too well, did it? Guess not, huh? No, it didn't. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, however, this was just absolutely pathetic beyond words, and I am tired of seeing these four teams over and over again on a weekly basis. I wish they would do something else with the tag team division, but right now apparently they're not going to, because obviously Vince doesn't have any confidence in his tag team division whatsoever. Then we'll go to the main event. Oh, I'm going to have a nice little rant about this now, however, mind you. So be forewarned ahead of time, people. This could get very, very ugly very quickly. Our main event of the evening, of course, was the Viper, Randy Orton, taking on, however, believe it or not, however, Mr. Scumbag Sellout Shithead Slimeball Seth Rollins, taking on the man who should be basking in everyone's glory, Mr. Keith Lee. But in the end, what happened? Oh, that's right, however. Once again, Randy Orton shows again, just like Seth Rollins did earlier in the evening, and pretty much Randy did the entire night, how much of a little punk-ass bitch he really is, however. Keith Lee, however, spirited bomb, however, let's just say, however, Mr. Rollins. And just when we thought we were going to see Seth Rollins go down at the hands of the man who 
basically Vince McMahon said, I believe, just a few days ago, not even less than a week ago, however, that he was basically uh, getting behind, however, in the form of Keith Lee. What do they do? Oh, yeah, they find a way to basically slap him in the face and insult him and bury him, however, mind you, however, by having everyone's favorite little viper boy, however, the man who's been blowing and sucking Triple H's ass for the last 20 years as a member of Revolution and outside of the ring as well, Randall Keith Orton get a cheap fluke win, however, over Seth Rollins and also Keith Lee. So yeah, once again, it seems like Randy Orton found a way to basically brown-nose his way into the top spot once more, however, by having his mouth all over Vince's grapefruits and also Triple H's ass at the same time, while basically playing Robin Tug and sucking the ass at the same time, while basically getting what he wants, and that is a return match against Drew McIntyre. Gee, Randy, why don't you tell us how much, uh, what else you did by finding a way to kiss ass with management and getting whatever you were handed to you last night in pretty much the last little while. Oh, that's right. You're not going to tell everyone because you're afraid to tell everyone the truth, how much of a total dick that you really are, both in and out of the ring with everyone, however, with your fellow competitors and also the fans as well. Just goes to show how much of a total arrogant little narcissistic, raging little, uh, I wouldn't say raging, let's just say how much of a narcissistic, total jackass that you really are by basically finding your way to suck up to management and getting everything handed to you once again. So yeah, I hope once again you can definitely appreciate where I'm coming from by saying this, however. All I can say is Raw once again absolutely sucked ass. It was terrible. It continues to be terrible. And uh, guess what, Vince? You better be looking forward ahead to this coming Saturday night because I'll tell you right now how all I know is simply put her. There's going to be a certain group out of Jacksonville, Florida, that's going to be finding a way to put on a better product than you have done over the last week or so or for the last little while. And guess what those initials are, Vince? I know you hate to hear these words, but guess what? These words, however, are words that you ought to be hearing and better hear real clearly. And those words are simply put, A-E-fucking-W. So, Vince, get ready. All Out is going to show you and the entire WWE Thunderdome Universe, however, this week, and what real wrestling's about, however, and how much they can put on a better product than you can. So, once again, that being said, overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, I give this show literally a 2.5, almost a 3 out of 10. Thank you very, thank you very much. And before I go, I will say this. I am going to be going now. I will be back Thursday, however, because I will have my thoughts on Dynamite, and I might even actually have my all-out predictions at the same time. So, be ready, guys. I will have a good bit to say, however, this Thursday. Thank you very much there, of course, uh, J.D. We'll talk about you here uh, Thursday night, of course, on Wolfpack. Thank you very much there, sir. And I look forward to hearing from you then. Oh, and real before I go, real quick, uh, Justin, happy early birthday, man. You have a good birthday, tomorrow. I know I'll be talking to you tomorrow at some point. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you very much for J.D. We'll talk about you coming up here. Uh, of course, the Iceman, Jerry Geromo, now leaving us here officially here, folks. Uh, we do thank him, of course, for coming on. The Heartbreak Kid Fonzie that left us uh, earlier, a little while ago here, before JD got into his icebreaker. Uh, so we do thank him for coming on here as well. Um, <clears throat> but uh, uh, anyway, like I said, let me one more time, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and run through officially uh, how, of course, everyone did as far as payback 2020. Uh, uh, did go, as we said, of course, uh, Bobby, John, JD, Ann, and also Antonio Gutierrez 
uh, tied for first place with seven votes. And of course, that voting is now going, that poll is up right now. If anyone wishes to, of course, like I said, uh, vote for any one of these five folks here. The winner, of course, becomes the new WWS Radio Network champion. Uh, also, of course, uh, Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds came in second place once again with six predictions correct. She picked up the AEWS Crossroads Championship. Uh, uh, the Can Club's Mitt Patel, of course, I don't know if Mitt, you heard me mention this yesterday or not, but of course, Mitt, you did, you picked up the WCWS Talking Smack Championship. Uh, so that belt should be on its way to you here, hopefully here soon. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we did have two people that did uh, that did receive four predictions correct, and I did not realize this, but I went ahead and awarded them different two different belts anyway. One of them being, of course, from the group Hell in a Forum Wrestling Discussion on Facebook, Mr. Kevin O'Sullivan, who picked up the WCWS Pound Town Championship. And, of course, you, uh, Justin, come an early birthday present right here, my man. You picked up the WCWS Lex Express Championship. That belt will be on your way here, of course. They're coming up here soon. Congratulations there. And, Mitt, and of course, uh, Mitt uh, as well. I'm sure probably Mitt was very, very happy when I mentioned this yesterday that, of course, Mitt's opponent, of course, as far as the arrival for that GWI Universal title, Justin Carter came in at, came in very very la- and very very last place of course with three predictions correct but he still picked up the NWA US old school championship so uh, so like I said everyone likes it did earn championship belts and of course we have updated some of these belts here so far of course on the page of WWS Universe so if we have I'd like to have an opportunity of course to look at who who owns which belt. And of course, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are always up and always open, of course, to having, of course, championship matchups here in our WWS Trivia Championship Series for, of course, all the belts, of course, that you've heard us talk, that you see listed on the on the page and that we talk about here as well. One match that we do have officially lined up here, we'll go ahead and talk about it, is one week from tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Tuesday after Labor Day. As the human suplex machine, John Gross, will be bringing in the WCWS Phenom Championship, the WCWS Intergender Championship, and the WCCWS World Heavyweight Championship. And Justin will be bringing in the GWI Phenom Championship, as it will be a triple threat match for all four of those title belts. And, of course, in addition to John and Justin, the Kian Club's right here himself, Mint Patel, will also be involved in that match. Of course, Mitt and Justin has had individual matchups uh, against John, of course, for uh, for these belts, and of course, for, for two of these belts. And of course, like I said, John is, I'm not gloating or boasting or bragging here, guys, but of course, John has, of course, come out on top in both of them. John and Justin will both have their opportunity to have their payback, so to speak. Uh, to go after these championship belts, but one man will be walking out of here with four belts. You know, the the WCWS Phenom title, the GWI Phenom title, the WCCWS World Heavyweight title, and the WCWS Intergender title. Will it be John, will it be Mitt, or will it be Justin? 
We'll find that out here, of course, a week from tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I do believe it will be episode number, yes, 883 of, Re of uh, Revolution, of course, next Tuesday night, of course, is the Tuesday after Labor Day, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, Mitt, do you know if you will be, be, be on for wrestling debate tomorrow night? That I'm not sure just yet. Okay. But, but just in case that you are, uh, any thoughts as to, I mean, I'm sure obviously you'll be talking, obviously, of course, Raw will be brought to the table as well as, of course, AEW, NXT, uh, what happened this past Sunday with Payback and, of course, what will happen with the AEW event all out uh, as well. I'm sure that'll probably be some of the topics that we'll talk about, among other things as well, I would assume. Yeah. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, right after Outside the Ropes at 6.30, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night, of course, that is 141387-pound. Don't forget at 8 o'clock, WWS Wrestling Debate. Lewis Cannon, Shaquille Cole, Cephas, and we, of course, also, Ken Cosmet Patel will, of course, try to do his very, very best to be on there as well. As, of course, all those topics will be discussed there, of course, tomorrow evening. Also, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget 881. 881 of Revolution tomorrow night. As in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, we will also talk about the SmackDown matches from this past Sunday's payback. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about AEW. And also, we'll also talk about, of course, what happened tonight with NXT. Uh, so it ought to be, of course, a tremendous uh, evening, a big-time wrestling talk here. And, of course, <laughs> among a lot of other things here as well, will be brought, of course, to our attention, of course, uh, Mitt, Justin, is, is there anything either one of y'all wish to mention before we close up shop here for the night? <clears throat> uh, Justin says he has nothing. Mitt, anything you wish to add before we leave for the evening? Yes. Justin Carter sucks. Oh! Okay, I admit, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I said Mitt and Justin, of course, have been in this big time thing over the GWI Universal Championship, and of course, it's going to be, it's going to be a huge one here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, when we, uh, when, when, of course, that match, of course, obviously does take place, uh, there's no telling how many times John is going to, of course, give Mitt and Justin Carter the opportunity to go at each other's throats for this belt. But it will be, of course, as, J as good old JR always used to say, it will be, in fact, a slobber knocker indeed. So uh, we'll definitely be hearing some more about that here. And who knows, we might even probably have a, of course, like I said, with the fact that we'll have a GWI um, belt involved, of course, in that big uh, match next Tuesday night. Of course, who knows, we might have the one of these days, maybe the, that belt plus several others, of course, involved with GWI, of course, involved in all of our in our trivia championship series matchups here as well. So we'll definitely have to keep our eyes open on that. On that note, here, folks, I don't want, I want to thank everyone here for listening in here this evening to episode 880 of WCWS Revolution. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank, as always, the Iceman Jared DiGiolamo, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross. The Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, of course, the Key Clubs, Mint Patel, 
and the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, for, of course, joining us here this evening. Uh, of course, big time talk here, of course, about what happened last night with Raw, what happened with the Raw matches from Payback, <clears throat> and, of course, a lot of the, and the return of the infamous icebreaker from JD, of course, a, humong- a, a very successful one there at, at best. And we hope to, of course, hear a little bit, we'll hope to, of course, bring, uh, bring that one back here, of course, here, uh, back here for, for, for more big time icebreakers here coming up here in the near future near future, but I think that one right there turned out to be extremely awesome. Don't forget, as always, ladies and gentlemen, to check out all of our pages here, of course, here in WCWS. Of course, like we said, the Game Show Alley, Entertainment Cavalcade, Sports Roundup, of course, our tribute groups to Don Rickles and Johnny Carson, as well as Whose Line, Who's Line Is It Anyway? Also, of course, uh, <clears throat> our some of our wrestling tribute groups, of course, including NWA US, WCCWS, and ROH US, where we've posted some Great ma- great matches involving those organizations. Also, women of WCWS for all your for all the female members of WCWS. Of course, check out some great ladies matches. Of course, not just from WWE but from other sources as well. Also, of course, the video vault where we have a lot of great moments here as well. Just posted some great matches up here just recently. I think y'all definitely would get a kick out of some of those. Uh, including, of course, a match I believe I'm sure which Royal Rumble it was, but it was the one where between Kurt Angle and The Undertaker, which I thought was a very, not Roy Rumble, I think that was like Night of Champions, I think is what it was, yes. But nonetheless, I thought that was, uh, but anyway, like I said, there's a lot of great matches posted on there, so be sure to catch a lot of those, uh, of course, as well. But we got a lot of stuff going on right now in all of our groups and also on all of our shows on, uh, on Facebook and TalkShoe. But check out everything we've got going on in WCWUS, and please feel free to comment on what we've got up and going. And who knows, uh, if you wish to comment on anything we've got, we've had posted up there for a long time, please feel free to go back and look it over and let us know. And we'll be more than happy to uh, uh, put out a, a little discussion point about it here and there sometime down the road. <sighs> Nevertheless, here, ladies and gentlemen, Revolution episode 880 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here, of course, on talkshoe.com. <clears throat> We are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Take care of yourselves and each other here, folks. We will definitely see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. Take care, everyone, of course, and God bless. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. WWS's rules to live by here, of course, in dealing with the pandemic. Keep your hands clean. Keep yourself clean. And definitely, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, do some heavy-duty praying, because right now, in the way the world is, we all need it very, very badly, indeed. So take care, and God bless here, folks. We'll talk after you tomorrow night, of course, for Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate, and also Revolution. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between, this is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Take care, and God bless, folks. We'll talk after you here, of course, tomorrow night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.